0: Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series on heaven and hell. And the last thing we said yesterday was, people on earth hate to hear the word repent, but those in hell wish they could hear it just once more. Yes, my friends, heaven and hell are both real, and we need to look at this from a biblical perspective. John chapter 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now that is the pure will of God, for he doesn't wish anyone to go to hell, but we make the decision as to where we want to spend eternity, because he's given us free choice. Now let's read our foundation scriptures, the first ones out of Matthew chapter 25 and 41. Then, he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And then 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And as we discussed yesterday, there are two There are basically two heavens and two hells, and they change from one to the other at specific times. The past paradise and the immediate and present paradise, or heaven, which changed at the resurrection of Jesus, and the immediate and present hell, and the future and final hell, which will be changed at the great white throne judgment. Comparing Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 and Ephesians chapter 4 verses 8 through 11 We find that Jesus went to the lower parts of the earth and it said he made a show of the principalities and powers openly and led captivity captive. Well, what is this and what does it mean? You see, many people do not understand that when Jesus died, he went to hell. He actually went to the immediate and present hell called Sheol in Hebrew and Hades in the Greek. Why? He went to complete the atonement or pay the price of death for our sins. He never sinned, so he would not be staying there, but he accomplished a few important things while he was there. The Old Testament prophesied that this would happen. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 15, in the Amplified Version says, Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, also known as Hades, to the innermost recesses of the pit, which can be called the region of the dead. And Psalm 1610 in the Amplified Bible says, For you will not abandon me to Sheol, the place of the dead, neither will you suffer your Holy One to seek corruption. Now Peter preached about it in his sermon on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, verse 31. This is the Amplified version again. He says, He, David, foreseeing this, spoke by foreknowledge of the resurrection of the Christ, the Messiah, that he was not deserted in death and left in Hades, the state of departed spirits, nor did his body no decay or see destruction. The Berean Bible Society has some good quotes concerning this. It says, Hades refers to a place of temporary torment that we might refer to as the immediate or present hell. What we mean by this is that at the time of death, the souls of the lost go directly to Hades, where they suffer in torment until the time of the great white throne judgment, when they will be resurrected and cast into the lake of fire. The souls of all the lost who have already died are presently there, and those who die in their sins immediately go there to join them. Hades is the New Testament equivalent of the Old Testament word Sheol. The Greek and Hebrew words speak of the same place being the present hell. Now, what we find here is that this is the same place where Abraham was. It was called paradise, also known as Abraham's bosom. And the Berean Bible Society continues on that, saying, While paradise is not now a part of Sheol, Hades, it will be mentioned here because it was located in Sheol, or also called Hades, at one time. Before the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, everybody who died went to Sheol, also known as Hades, which was at that time divided into at least two compartments. One was a place of torment, while the other was a place of blessing, which was also referred to as Abraham's bosom. And it was quoting out of Luke chapter 16, verses 22 through 25. It continues, we know that Jesus Christ went into the lower parts of the earth, quoting Ephesians chapter 4, verse 9, that is to Sheol, also known as Hades, in the heart of the earth, "...for three days and nights while his body was in the grave," quoting Matthew chapter 12, verse 40. The Lord Jesus told the repentant thief that he would join him in paradise that same day, in Luke chapter 23, verses 42 and 43. This tells us that paradise was located in Sheol, also Hades, at that time. We believe that this was the same place referred to as Abraham's bosom in Luke 16. However, after Jesus Christ rose from the dead, he ascended to the Father, taking the saints who were in Abraham's bosom to heaven with him. Thus, he took captivity captive. And it says to read Ephesians chapter 4, verses 8 through 10. Well, this is a wonderful story. So we're going to discuss in detail what Christ did while he was in Sheol, also known as Hades, or the place of departed spirits, the place of torment and flames on one side of the great gulf, and paradise, known as Abraham's bosom, and the place of comfort on the other side. Luke chapter 23, verse 43 says, And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. It's the story of the criminal on the cross. Let's go back a few verses and start in Luke chapter 23, verses 39, and read through 43 in the message version. One of the criminals hanging alongside cursed him. Some Messiah you are, save yourself, save us. But the other one made him shut up. Have you no fear of God? You're getting the same as him. We deserve this, but not him. He did nothing to deserve this. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you enter your kingdom. And Jesus said, don't worry, I will. Today you will join me in paradise. You see, three men on crosses, two crucified for being criminals, and Jesus crucified for blasphemy, claiming he's the Messiah. One criminal curses Christ, calling him a liar. The other states his faith in him and asks for help. The humility can be seen in the second criminal as he admits he deserves to be crucified. And in a very submissive way, he simply asks Jesus to remember him. Jesus does a lot more than remember him. He tells him not to worry. And in just a short while, he will follow him to paradise. Well, that's truly being saved on your deathbed, or we could say death's cross to be more accurate. If we take note of the timing in this story, this happens before Christ rises from the dead. This is important because the past paradise was still in operation. This means that when Jesus and the second criminal died, they went to the past paradise, also known as Abraham's bosom, which was in Sheol, also known as Hades. We could call it hell. They went to the comfortable side. Well, where did the first criminal go? He also went to Sheol, or we could say Hades. However, he ended up on the other side of the great gulf, the abode of the dead, the place of torments and flames, as it mentions in Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. Just think, like Jesus' story with the rich man and the poor beggar Lazarus, the two criminals could see each other, but not pass from one side to the other. Remember, the great gulf is fixed. Now, an important note. I was brought up to believe that there was a place called purgatory where one could, quote, work off, unquote, your sins and eventually enter heaven. Well, there is no purgatory in the Bible. There is the immediate and present hell, known as Sheol in Hebrew and Hades in the Greek. We also live now in the time of the immediate and present heaven, When we die today, we go immediately to one place or the other. Here's one of my favorite sayings. We are saved by grace through faith that works by love. We are not and never will be saved by works. Good works are simply a byproduct of our salvation by grace through faith. If purgatory were real, this would make the death of Christ incomplete. Purgatory is a mockery of Christ's work. Mark chapter 16, verse 16 says, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8, in the Living Bible says, And we are not afraid, but are quite content to die, for then we will be at home with the Lord. Now looking at our timing, it's the night of the Passover, being Friday. Jesus and the two criminals died. They all went to Sheol, also known as Hades, Immediately, the first criminal is in torments and flames, and on the other side of the great gulf, Jesus and the second criminal are in the past paradise in comfort. As they look around, they see Abraham and all those who died in faith since Adam and Eve, Abel, King David, Job, Moses, Jacob, John the Baptist, and so on. As they look over the great gulf, they see the abode of the dead, all those who rejected faith. All those who died in their sins since the creation of man. They're in a holding place. It's called Sheol, also known as Hades, waiting until their court case, which will take place at the great white throne judgment. Now, a good way to understand the difference between the two hells. They're much like jail and prison as we know it in today's society. When you're arrested for a crime, you're taken to jail to await your time in court. Once you go to court, your sentence is determined and you are immediately sent to prison to serve your sentence. Those who are now in torments in the immediate and present hell will eventually face God at the great white throne judgment for the things they have done. Once the sentence has been determined and according to law, it already has, they will immediately enter the final and future hell. I'm so glad hell was not created for me. I'm so glad it's not God's will that I go there. I'm so glad he has given me free will to choose who I will serve. And it says that in Joshua twenty I'm so glad he sent his only son to die for me and redeem me from the punishment of my sin, as we read in John three 16. I'm so glad that I can't work for it, but rather believe for it. I am so glad that I'm saved. Thank you, Jesus. I want to read Psalm 1610 in the Message Bible again. I love this. It says, You canceled my ticket to hell. That is not my destination. So who am I? I'm a shouting and I'm a dancing because I'm redeemed from the curse. Hallelujah. Time goes quickly, but it's up for today. So join us tomorrow. Same time, same place, same channel. We'll continue where we left off. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Masters House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site.